Are you ready to take your intermittent fasting lifestyle to the next level? There's nothing better than community to help with that. In the Delay Don't Deny community, we all embrace the clean fast, and there's just the right support for you as you live your intermittent fasting lifestyle. You can connect directly with me in the Ask Jen group, and I'll answer all of your questions personally. If you're new to intermittent fasting or recommitting to the intermittent fasting lifestyle, join the 28-Day Fast Start group. After your fast start, join us for support in the first-year group. Need tips for long-term maintenance? We have a place for that. There are many more useful spaces beyond these, and you can interact in as many as you like. Visit jenstevens.com community to join us. An annual membership costs just over a dollar a week when you do the math. If you aren't ready to fully commit for a year, join for a month, and you can cancel at any time. If you know you'll want to stay forever, we also have a lifetime membership option available. IF is free. You don't need to join our community to fast. But if you're looking for support from a community of like-minded intermittent fasters, we're here for you at jenstevens.com community. That's jenstevens.com community. If you've been listening to my podcast for a while, you know what a fan I am of Dr. Tim Spector and the work he's doing with Zoe. I was first introduced to his work in 2015, and I've been following his research ever since. What I love most about the Zoe Science and Nutrition podcast is that they have weekly interviews with world-leading experts who explain how their latest research can benefit your health. Recently, I was thrilled to finally meet him face-to-face as we recorded an episode for the Zoe Science and Nutrition podcast, and this episode aired on April 11th. We had a chance to talk about the world's biggest intermittent fasting study, and I had the opportunity to explain the clean fast to Jonathan, which may explain why he didn't enjoy his prior experiences with fasting. Search for Zoe Science and Nutrition on your podcast player or on YouTube to hear the latest episode, and don't forget to look for the April 11th episode to hear me, Tim, and Jonathan talk about the world's biggest intermittent fasting study. Welcome to Intermittent Fasting Stories. I'm your host, Jen Stevens, author of Delay Don't Deny, Living an Intermittent Fasting Lifestyle. I lost over 80 pounds thanks to intermittent fasting after learning how to delay my eating rather than deny myself the delicious foods I want to eat. Now, who's ready to hear an inspirational intermittent fasting story? That's why we're here, so let's get excited to talk to today's guest. Hi, everybody, and welcome to episode 89 of Intermittent Fasting Stories. Today, I'm here with Amiko Prigmore. Amiko lives in Shoreline, Washington, which is just outside of Seattle, and she is a stay-at-home mom with two kids. Welcome, Amiko. Hello. I'm so glad to talk to you today. How's the, how's the weather in Seattle? Well, typical. It's raining, but it is we're having a, so We're having a very Seattle-looking... <laughs> Georgia weather right now as well. By the time this comes out, it'll be May, but it's March right now and it's very dreary. So I'm sympathizing with y'all up there. (laughs) Well, thank you. (laughs) So Amiko, I like to start by asking what brought you to intermittent fasting and when was that? So initially, I don't remember. It was after your book was released. So we can use that as a frame point. Was it right after Delay Don't Deny, like early 2017 or was it a good – Yeah, yeah. because I remember a friend 
posted a picture of it on her Facebook page. I should say more of a Facebook acquaintance posted a picture of it and it intrigued me. I had never heard of intermittent fasting before that. So I looked at the book and I looked into your group at that time. And at that time, I was actively or heavily into more of a ketogenic or low carb lifestyle. So I was doing that at that time. So 2017 ish. And one of the things that prevented me, yes, prevented me from going with intermittent fasting was in your group, it said, do you understand, you know, there's the, the clean fast, basically no cream in your coffee. And I was like, peace out. Nice knowing you. I'm done. And, um, yeah. because in, I've heard in, that before. Yeah. <laughs> so because in the, the keto or the low carb community, I was familiar with fasting, but the dirty fast, basically, you know, that the cream was okay, blah, blah, blah. And I was doing fine with keto. Like there was nothing that wasn't, that I wasn't at that time that I was looking for something different. So anyway. So you were enjoying, you were enjoying the low carb lifestyle. You, I assume you were losing weight with it. Yes. My health history or my health, just, I have celiac, so I have to eat gluten-free. So low carb or diet such as that always worked well for me just because it was kind of by default. Yeah, I can eat low uh, gluten-free versions of carb things, but when I really think about how my body felt best, it was always if I avoided or limited those, even those options, you know, the gluten-free breads and pastas and st- stuff like that. Yeah, because those are actually more processed than the things that they're replacing, aren't they? Right. And they're expensive and, you know, they're not always good. And if they are good, I have a tendency to overindulge in them because it's this whole like, oh, I can't have it, but I can, you know? So I found that when I was, if I just limit those options, then I just do better mentally and yeah. physically. So that I was think that's 2017. probably true for a lot of people. Yeah. So that was 2017. And then I reached a point with keto and everything that I was happy with. I'd gotten to, at that time, my lowest adult weight through that diet and everything was good. And then around late summer of 2017, I kind of just relaxed into more of a normal way of eating. Um, so you added still, back, added yeah, back carbs, but just not right, the gluten. Right. Yeah. So, you know, like I said, being that I have to be gluten-free for my medical side, um, it doesn't necessarily mean that I'm carb-free. Chips and salsa, I can, you know, do some damage with. I'm, you know, half Japanese. So rice is my you know, it's in my bloodstream. So, you know, I, so I, I added those things back in and I had just kind of, you know, relaxed back into a more normal way of eating for myself. And probably after that, about six months or so after that, I regained weight from my lowest point. How much had you lost with low carb altogether? Like from your very highest with low carb down to your very lowest? I started at one about 163, which I can't believe I just admitted to or, you know, but I get it. We all remember those numbers. And I'm 5'1. I'm 5'1. So 
you know, that's a high number for someone who's 5'1". I also was probably one year postpartum from my youngest at that time. So I have, I kind of always have given myself a year after postpartum to just let my body just be, not worry about it. Yeah, I, th- I think that is really a great way for everyone to look at it because your body just grew a human. So you're giving yourself some grace. It's funny that you, you remember the number 163 because I can remember 163 was how high I got when I was pregnant with my first son. And then after I had my, I'm 5'5", five, five, actually a little taller than that, we just realized. But after I had my second son, about a year postpartum, I was still 163. And I remember thinking to myself, that number 163, I'm like, oh my gosh, that was my pregnancy weight from my first baby. Of course, I ended up at 210 eventually. But when I was 163, that was when I really was like panicked. Mm-hmm. And so the funny I get thing it. is, is it, I never, I don't remember any other weight point in my life, either before pregnancy or, you know, in my 20s or in my teens. Like, I've never had any dissatisfaction with my physical body or the way my body carried my weight. I don't know if 163 is my highest ever. It may have been more at some point. I do recall prior to my first child losing weight, like that it, being it, making an active effort to lose weight before my first child. And I do think that there were some health related issues during that time of my life that I needed to work through and work out um, to help with fertility and help with having a you know healthy pregnancy. So, but I don't remember any higher number than that in my life. I, I love that you were not focused on it because I remember back to my teen years, I was not, I mean, I, I, I know what I weighed all along the way. I guess my mother was super obsessed with her weight and that rubbed off on me. But I still had very good body feelings. You know, I wasn't like obsessed with it. Yeah, I've never been a thin person. I have never hated my body though. So it's, but I will say that even though I don't remember any specific weight points in my life, I've always felt and thought that my weight number was high for my height. So I've I've always had that kind of correlation that my weight is is high for how short I am. That makes sense. But you just didn't didn't tie yourself to the number. Right. And so now even now, March 2nd, 2020, I still have times where I get caught up in those in that data. You know, like well I'm still only 5'1", like nothing has changed there. And my weight has come down and my physical size has come down and my clothing size has come down. But according, you know, on paper, this weight that I'm at could still be considered high if you wanted to, you know, think about it that way. Well, let's go back to when you were, um, when you, when you did the low carb, you started at 163-ish. How low did you get in that lowest? At that point, my lowest then was 130. Okay. And after the low carb. Right. After the low carb. And, and, you know, I kind of joked because it was the number on my driver's license and I'm like, all right, I'm finally like not living a lie anymore. And- <laughs> Do you know that some states don't have weights on driver's licenses? Because people freak out about that when we talk about our license. They're like, what? You have to put your weight? I'm like, yeah, here. Maybe all of them are starting to. I don't know if it's part of the the new driver's license requirements, but Georgia always has. (laughs) 
and man Mine was always a lie. Yeah. So, so, you know, that was that. And then 2018, the summer of 2018 was when I was reintroduced to the intermittent fasting lifestyle and how I eventually got into your group was I was honest with myself and said, okay, if I'm going to do this, then yes, I'm going to give up cream in my coffee. So that was the summer of 2018. At that point, I was 147. Okay. So that was, again, two friends within a matter of probably a week, two very different friends from two very different social circles of my life, both posted your book. Oh, wow. That's exciting. And that was 2018. Yeah, that was summer 2018. With these two particular friends, I was more in an active friendship with them. So I immediately reached out to both of them and said, okay, talk to me. And they did. They had just recently started, but had had started enough and had been going through enough to explain it, have some personal experience with it. And um, so I started that right away at that time. So yeah, July 12th, 2018. I love when people know the date. I know. Like, it, that's my the favorite. The only reason why I remember the date too is because it was like a Tuesday and you know, and it was the middle of the month and you know how you know how it is when you have a diet history. It's like, oh, I got to start on Monday. I got to start at the beginning of the month. Like, you got to start like, so I just, you know, it was just some random Tuesday in the middle of July. So that's why I remember the date. I love that. Yeah. I, I have all, you know, Facebook memories. I love to look at Facebook memories and, you know, I haven't had to search for a diet since 2014 when I, you know, really got you know, settled into intermittent fasting, but looking at the posts from before, it's just so funny because I would post something like, you know, maybe it was 2010 and I'm like, well, you know, tomorrow I start low carb, so I better eat all the carbs tonight (laughs) or (laughs) so much diet mentality on my Facebook memories. But yeah, I get it. But you just started. You're like, okay, here I go. Yeah. My husband was out of town with my oldest son at the time. And I do believe that that was easier because my youngest at that time was probably like three and a half. I can't really do math right now. But anyway, he was, you know, so he just, I didn't have to cook big meals for him. So it worked out. It worked out really well. I started before I got the book. I live, like I said, I live in Seattle. So like Amazon comes like (laughs) to your door in like 20 minutes, but um, it came like- Yeah, my book came like the next day or the day after. And so, and then, yeah, I just read the book in like a day and I had already had started though before I read through the book. So you you were willing finally to give up that cream. I know that was a sticking point for so many people. Yeah, it was hard because, yeah, it was hard just because it was a comfort and it still is coffee to me in the morning is still a ritual, but I had, you know, definitely built that comfort into into the cream. Yeah, and, and I get it because for me I thought, well, coffee's just dead to me now. I can't put anything in it. It's gone. Forget it. But then I realized just like you said, I missed the ritual of coffee. And so that's when I decided, all right, I can do the black coffee and then I now I still have my ritual, just not with anything in it. And ultimately what I how it worked for me was I had to adjust how I was making my coffee. I was making it stronger, obviously, to compensate for the the, the copious amounts of cream. But I tweaked, I played around with it and played around with different 
types of coffee, you know, that I was actually making and, um, the flavor became more palatable. And now it's, I mean, I can't, I do drink coffee with cream sometimes if it's in my window, but I don't need to. Right. So what, what do you make now? What kind of coffee do you love? People always ask about coffee. What, what do you drink? Especially in Seattle. I bet you, you have like the best coffee. Well, ironically, I like this one blend from Amazon. It's like their Amazon brand. And I think it's the Sumatra. I just get it on auto order or whatever. And then also Trader Joe's has a really good blend that I like. It's the dark, the the Trader Joe's dark, and it's pre-ground. And so I'm not- I didn't even know Amazon had their own blend. I had no idea. Yeah. I mean, they have their own- well, I shouldn't. I don't know if it's their own blend. It's their own brand, Amazon Essentials. Right. It's branded yeah. under them. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, branded. Yeah. So it's probably not even, they don't roast it or anything like that. It's probably just, yeah. <laughs> so it's their brand. So you started with intermittent fasting in the, the summer, July of 2018. At that point, you said you had relaxed on the carbs. Were you still low carb-ish? Um, yeah. Yeah, I would probably, yeah, I would say low carb-ish. I mean, given... I guess compared to a standard American diet. Yes. Yeah. I do want to mention though, before my journey into really committing to intermittent fasting, I started this process and I don't know if it just was, it's all coincidental, but my timing with intermittent fasting and other things in my life all kind of meshed together. And I wrote a post about it on your group I can't ignore or dismiss that intermittent fasting, I think, was a catalyst into leading me into this pathway of true self-care. I love it because I, you know, this we hear this. This is not a coincidence. So so tell us more about that. How was intermittent fasting a catalyst into that self-care pathway? I think it just it opened the door for me to just really see how much excess I was valuing in my life and without even knowing it, you know, whether it's food or stuff or, you know, this constant need to be busy, it really has given me this like ability to balance whether or not this choice I'm going to make with my time or my money or my, you know, my food is really going to serve me the best. Yeah, it's like we delay more than just food. We don't just delay food. We delay time wasters. We delay things that we're spending money on, all those things. I think that's a great, a great way to look at it. And we hear that all the time. You people, people think they're starting, you know, quote, a diet. Of course, it isn't a diet, but <laughs> it's a lifestyle, but it carries over into so many avenues. And I don't think that I could have effectively embraced and, you know, continue to embrace all these areas now that without the understanding and the ability that I've gained through intermittent fasting, knowing that there's a time I don't need to panic. It, you know, it's not feast or famine all, you know, I don't know. It's just kind of a calmness, a peace. Yes. Because I, I mean, you know, I've exercised in the past or I've, you know, watched my diet in the past, or I've tried to go to counseling in the past, but I was always looking at it just that one thing, not realizing that they're all connected. You know, this, this, this self-care, you know, I'm talking true self-care, not commercial self-care, you know. 
like treat yourself, go to the spa, that kind of self-care. You're talking about truly listening to your your deepest self and what do you need, not what can you go buy yourself. Because sometimes that turns into self-care in, in the modern society, like, oh, a pedicure. But that's not what you're talking about. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, yeah, your true needs. So yeah, I couldn't have really embraced and allowed myself to go all in in these areas without what I've gained through intermittent fasting. I love that. So in July, July of 2018, how was the adjustment period for you when you started off? Was it an easy transition since you had been lowish carb yeah, already? So yeah, I don't recall like the food part of it or the eating part of it as being necessarily hard. I didn't make drastic changes with my diet by any means. Um, in fact, I probably enjoyed food more because, well, I know I enjoyed food more because I wasn't a, even, you know, even though I had given myself permission to bring carbs back in, there was always that underlying sense of guilt or shame or, oh, you know, I'm going to regret this. But no, yeah. So I kind of just, let go of that or, you know, gave my permission, myself permission or, you know, had, had kind of a, a grace there. And then also knowing what I now fast forward to now, like, I mean, that's, that's the message that I want to share with everyone that I can is that food is not good or bad. You know, food is not clean or dirty. There's nothing. I love that. Yeah. There's, I mean, I try really hard and to encourage people to just see food as food. It is not the sum of who you are as a person. I have a Facebook group that I share and, you know, encourage people to, you know, share about what IF has done for them. And, you know, if people want to get started, you know, and I, I post what I eat in there and I remind people like, this is what appeals to me. You know, if it doesn't appeal to you, that's fine, but I'm not going to feel guilty for eating this type of thing, you know? Two things about that I want to explore. First of all, the idea of community. Well, let me circle back around the community, but the, the idea of food and shame associated with food, you know, I've been running Facebook support groups since 2015 when I started the one meal a day group and the cover photo has never, never wavered. It's a, a plate of food that has a steak, a baked potato, and some beans. I, just, I wanted it to show you can eat carbs, you can eat meat, you can eat whatever. You know, here it is, just a, a meal that's mixed with food. But ever since, you know, people started coming in, you know, people I didn't know started joining the group, and then the group got so big. Sometimes people would get really, really upset with the food that other people were eating to the point that it was like morality came into play. Like, we had something, I think it was 2018. Were you in the one meal a day group in 2018? I know I joined that group once I started, but I, I might've, I think I unfollowed it. Okay. Were you there for Donut Gate? No. Okay. <laughs> have you heard of Donut Gate? No. Some of the people that have been there a long time and Donut Gate might actually have been 2017. Now that I think about it, I can't remember. It's been a while, but one of our long-term group members posted a picture of donuts that he was going to enjoy. And some people were like, like irate that we would quote, allow people to eat donuts. 
And, and it was, it, I mean, people left the group over it because we all, you know, we should be making people eat whatever I guess they thought was a healthy diet. But the thing is, is that if you ask 10 people what, what's healthy, right? Make a list of what you think is healthy. It would all look different. Yes. Yeah. I'm huge. And we can't legislate that. (laughs) I saw this, um, I'm huge into memes or not, no, not always the, the funny memes, but you know, infographics or whatever. And one that I saw and saved on my phone is that was that said, healthy is an outfit that looks different on everyone. I love that. I've always felt that, you know, like one of the things that always kind of nod at me when I was doing keto or low carb was that the idea of, that an apple was somehow unhealthy because it was, a, you know, it's, it's not, but it's not like, how can that, you know, like that was always something that just sort of not at me. Like how can an apple or fruit or, you know, something like that be unhealthy? And, you know, coming back to the donuts, no one is claiming donuts are a, are a healthy food. I just want to throw that out there. And the person who was eating the donuts did not live on a diet of donuts. It was not only donuts, but this person was enjoying the donuts. And, you know, nobody needs a stranger in a Facebook group to say, hey, friend, donuts are not healthy. And he wasn't like, oh, my Lord, thank you for telling me. I had no idea. <laughs> what? You know, <laughs> we all have had that beat into our brains, but you know, part of delay, don't deny is you can, if a donut doesn't make you sick, like you have, you know, obviously gluten intolerances, you're not going to eat a regular donut like that. It would not be good for your body at all, but you can still enjoy a donut and not have to, you know, be ashamed to admit that you ate it. Right. Yeah. And that's one thing that I have really come into this piece about food is that, you know, food is inherently just nutrition. I mean, it's fuel. Even that donut doesn't have any nutrients, but it it does provide you with some fuel. Yes. An apple is no more healthy or unhealthy than cheese or bacon, but ultimately what is unhealthy is attaching guilt or shame or fear or any sort of emotion. That's I love that. We don't want to, yeah. So in your, you have community. That's what I also wanted to circle back to, the power of community, because several interviews in a row, several of the interviews are people like you that have also formed your own intermittent fasting community, which I absolutely love because I want it to grow and everyone have their their circle of people that you support one another. So how large is your community? Um, It's probably about 700. Are they, they're not all people that you know in real life. No, 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 no. It, it started out. Me too. That's how mine started. Mine was just people I knew. And isn't it weird when strangers wander in and you're like, oh no, there's somebody I don't know. Why do they want to well, be here? Know, it's What it's <laughs> weird for me is when people that I actually know in real life come in because you can be a certain way on Facebook, you know, and then you're like, oh, but then in real life, I don't know that. So that's. That's fun. It's fun for me. My my own doctor joined and that was exciting for me. And we all face stress in our daily lives. What if the answer to a better stress response is in one key nutrient? I'm talking about magnesium and specifically magnesium breakthrough by by optimizers. This one-of-a-kind product is designed to reverse low levels of magnesium, which could have a positive effect on our stress response. But don't take my word for it. Here's a quote from a 2020 issue of the scientific journal Nutrients. 
Results suggest that stress could increase magnesium loss, causing a deficiency, and, in turn, magnesium deficiency could enhance the body's susceptibility to stress, resulting in a magnesium and stress vicious circle. I only recommend Magnesium Breakthrough by Bioptimizers. It's the only organic full-spectrum magnesium supplement that includes seven unique forms of magnesium for stress resilience and better sleep. Simply go to bioptimizers.com slash ifstories promo code ifstories10 to get your magnesium breakthrough and find out this month's gift with purchase. That's bioptimizers.com slash ifstories promo code ifstories10. Green Chef is the number one meal kit for clean eating, delivering pre-portioned and prepped quality whole foods with limited processed ingredients. Green Chef sends organic, fresh produce, responsibly sourced proteins, and chef-designed recipes in every box for satisfying, nourishing, and convenient meals that fit in beautifully to my cleanish lifestyle, and the food is totally window-worthy. Tonight, we're having barbecue sweet potato tacos with cabbage and carrot slaw, black beans, corn, and cheesy tortillas, and they come with Green Chef's chimichurri sauce. So good. Go to greenchef.com slash ifstories50 and use the promo code ifstories50 to get 50% off plus 20% off your next two months. That's greenchef.com slash ifstories50. And don't forget to use the promo code ifstories50 to get 50% off plus 20% off your next two months. She's very supportive. I don't see her much just because you don't need to go to the doctor. You're well. Yeah. Yeah. She's also my kids' doctor and she lives in my community. So I actually see her more at the store than, you know, in the doctor's office. But, and, you know, she play she flies under the radar, you know, on Facebook as a doctor, but I know she's very in support of this lifestyle and also of my community. Like she's told me, she's mentioned to her patients join this group. It's very good. So I'm like, oh, okay then. Well, thank you. I, I really do love that though, because, you know, my my um, delayed on tonight group, the the one that's the largest, we're over 230,000 members now. And it, it's, it, it lost, I mean, it's still a very positive place and I love it, but it was really different. <laughs> you know, when it was a thousand people, it was a really different place. And so I love that that smaller communities are blossoming. I can't be part of all the smaller communities, but you know, we really got to know each other in the smaller community. And and there I just I want to see this continue, the branching off. So I'm glad that that your community is thriving. That just makes me really happy. Yeah. And I I mean my pinned post on there says that this group is more of a why to fast versus how to fast because it's really not that difficult. I mean <laughs> But why? And but really connecting to your why will make it a lasting lifestyle. So what is your why? I really just think that, like I said before, like it's just been the catalyst, you know, to this pathway of of self self growth and self acceptance and self love. That it really just comes down to that I'm here to live my best life. I'm here to just really own who I am and the life that I've been given. And I mean, essentially the name of my group is called Your Best Life and life is spelled, well, it's spelled like life, but the I and the F are in those fancy brackets, not parentheses, but you know, the fancy ones. Yeah. 
And it, it really is, I'm really, that's my why, you know? You know what I love about that why? Not once in that in that why was anything, I mean, I know you wanted to lose weight with intermittent fasting and to get the health benefits, of course, but it was the whole self-care that you talked about earlier. Your why is not, well, I really want to be a size two. Your why was so much, much deeper. Yeah. Well, you know, because yeah, like you said, like, I mean, yes, I am a size two now. Oh, yay. Congratulations. I just pulled that out of the air. Hooray for size two. <laughs> so, but like, if that was my why, I would be here now thinking, okay, now what? You know, like just because I'm here physically doesn't mean that mentally and emotionally and spiritually and all those other things are wrapped up into that physical size too. They're not. You know, I just had a little epiphany. When I was dieting all those years that I, my brain was always wrapped up in dieting and I spent so much mental energy on dieting, what was my next diet, what was I going to eat? And now that's all gone. And so it's cleared the space for me to do something else, like like run a large Facebook support community and have podcasts and, and write. But all that mental space used to be wrapped up in, got to diet, got to restrict, got to figure this out. So you just gave me an epiphany today <laughs> that we, we lose the, the space that the whole diet mindset used to take up. And then, you know, you're helping people in your group. Yeah. I don't know. So, I mean, I really... I feel like sometimes, I mean, I'm a mom, so I'm used to this, but like sometimes I just feel like I'm talking to myself in that group, but <laughs> I do hope that people are gaining something. And in fact, I dropped a teaser in there last night, you know, saying I'm doing something exciting today, being this. And, you know, like if, if you could describe this group in a few short words or, you know, in a statement, what would that look like? Or, you know, how would you describe this group? And, you know, I got some good feedback. It is providing what I hoped it would for people. What did they say? What's it providing? Well, a safe community, supportive, focusing on the whole person, the wellness of the whole person, informative, uplifting, funny, free. Free is a big thing for me. Um, I love that's it That's the too. other yeah. thing that, that I've really started to really just realize is how sold to we are in this society, in our culture, and how everyone is always looking for ways to monetize what they do. And also the attachment that people have with, you know, oh, well, if I buy this, then I'll be more committed. I've done that so many times. Like you put, you think because you're putting skin in the game that that's going to be the ticket. Like, and intermittent fasting is the thing you don't have to buy. There are no special supplements. There are no special, you know, people will ask all the time, do I need this fat burner or this ketone drink or this pre-workout? We're like, no, you don't need any of that. And <laughs> no, that's no, no. Been, yeah, that's been another area in my life that I've really had to, like I've come to terms with is that how much of my identity has been wrapped up in the things that I've been doing to quantify or, you know, bring value to my worth and how it's been always been kind of wrapped up in how much I could earn or what, you know, status I could reach through that, you know, and I have the privilege of being a stay at home mom. And even when I was working, I worked from home. It's hard being a stay at home mom because you don't have any sort of validation 
through paycheck or through, you know, recognition or, you know, yeah, your, um, your children are not saying good job, right. mom, <laughs> you know, thank you for doing the laundry. <laughs> so, you know, you kind of look to things to give you that. And I had come into a realization of how much emphasis I was putting into that value of, you know, my identity being wrapped up in those things and really where my identity really comes from and where my value really is. That's huge. It's such a huge shift. And, you know, if I had to, or when the time is right, you know, I will go back to work. That's not what I'm saying by any means, like, oh, we should all be, you know, not working. But it really allowed me to just see that more clearly and know that my worth really doesn't come from anything that I'm doing or anything that I can like present to someone. Well, that goes back to that whole self-care. You know, again, you're you're in a different place because you're, you know, you have the radical self-care, self-acceptance and peace with what you're doing. That's really, that's what we all want. That, you know, for me, I feel completely different with intermittent fasting than I did before when I was always searching. It's like I was searching for something to fill that hole. Mm-hmm. And now there's no hole to fill. I mean, maybe again, like I said, the epiphany I had, <laughs> I now have transferred that to you know helping other people as they walk through the journey themselves. But that's, I think that's a good, a good thing to fill it with. Yeah, definitely. Like you're doing too, which I love. So now be aware that after this podcast, your group may grow. Oh, welcome. <laughs> welcome. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like a great place. I wish I had time to come in there and really look around and spend some time. I, need to, I could go there on vacation. Just come to your group and, and relax. <laughs> Don't ask me any questions, people. No, no, no. no. <laughs> Just come in incognito. There you go. I'll get a fake Facebook profile and you'll never know it's me. You know, well, the funny thing is, is that I've, I've really stepped back from Facebook even with, because of this, like I took Facebook off my phone. I've really stepped back from Facebook and I've thought to myself, like, I really just need to just get off Facebook. But then I'm like my group. And I thought, well, how would I do this? And I thought, well, I'll just get a, I'll just get a second profile. Right. Just for my group. And then, but then I'm like, no, it's taught me that like, I just need to just like, Use it for what it's worth. Use it for what it is. But again, don't use it to fill a void or, you know, m- make an identity or anything like that. Yeah, I rarely see what's happening anymore on on like, you know, friends, how you go through like the, the feed. I never have time to go look at that because I'm always in the groups. Like if I have a spare time, I'm working. You know, I work on Facebook now. But I joked to somebody the other day that, you know, if aliens came and, from space and invaded Earth, I would only know about it if somebody posted about it was making their fast difficult. Right? Yeah. Well, here's what <laughs> I'd be like, oh, right what? now, yeah, the aliens are making your fast difficult. Maybe I should look and see what's happening because you know I'm that caught up in that right that world. Yeah. So. Well, and you're not missing much. It's really. It, I mean, I still go on there a couple times, you know, just to like when I first log in. You know, of course, it brings it to your feed, but you're not missing much. Well, Everyone's out I, of know, toilet I, paper, I and yeah. Well, I did see that yeah. <laughs> today, and it only because someone was talking about it in the group, <laughs> and then I was like, "What? There's a toilet paper shortage?" <laughs> and so then I ordered some on Inst- Instacart in case I really needed to worry, and I didn't know. <laughs> <sighs> 
<laughs> hopefully when this comes out in May, hopefully all this will be a distant memory of worrying about shortages. We'll, we'll know by then, but all right. So let's, let's go back. You, it was 2018. You, I know that you are doing this for so many reasons beyond just because when I asked you your why weight loss wasn't there, but I know that when you started weight loss was, was on oh, your yeah, mind. Yeah. Don't get me How wrong. Did, and yeah, yeah, we love that part. <laughs> I am not mad that I'm sitting here in my little jeans, right? <laughs> yeah. About the same time that I started with the fasting, I also joined a gym and that's been a huge part of my life as well. I don't correlate the two as far as like cause and effect with weight loss or anything like that, but I don't think I could have sustained my commitment to my exercise routine without intermittent fasting. So I am grateful for intermittent fasting. What do you love to do at the gym? I go to a like a boutique style gym, which we do group classes. It's like boot camp style where there's, you know, six to eight stations and you go through a rotation. I like having a focus. I like having like just this is what we're doing today. Like it's a 45 minute class. Classes are at a specific time. So I, it's not left up to me to just go when I feel like it or go, you know. So that's what I like to do. Shout out to my gym, Ian Fitness. And so, yeah, I've been going there for a, the same amount of time that I've been fasting. And for and coming into a realization that I need this physical outlet for my emotional well-being. I need this ability to exert myself, to s- show myself that the physical things that seem hard are possible. This podcast is supported by FedEx. FedEx offers fast delivery, more visibility, simple returns, and weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. population on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. With FedEx, you get picture-proof of delivery, ensuring you always know where your package is. Returns are simple with packageless and paperless returns. Plus, FedEx Ground is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. So, what are you waiting for? See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. You know, and you mentioned the exercise as part of well-being, which I think is so important. We actually had a little kerfluffle. Oh, I I did see that one. Did you see the kerfluffle? (laughs) It was in the advanced Delayed on Tonight group yesterday. One One of our valued group members posted an article that talked about the the gist of the article was 
exercise is not that effective overall for weight loss. But then, you know, it talked about all the things, you know, weight loss, that, that exercise is good for your health. And so I guess if you just read the title of it, you would think that it was putting down exercise and that people were going to then say, well, let's just be sedentary. But that's not what the article was really saying. And so the point of the article was let's stop exercising because we think it's going to, you know, we're exercising off that pizza. Instead, let's exercise because it is very good for us and we should do it. But I I think that's what we need to get into. You know, I always kind of thought of the whole exercising in response to food almost just seems almost like a disordered way of thinking about it to me. Yeah. Just like fasting longer because you enjoyed your meal is also disordered. Yes. Yeah. That's one thing that I have always made sure to be very clear about is that the fast and the feast are two separate entities. You know, you don't earn your food. You don't earn any food is a basic human right. It's a necessity. It's, you know, it's not a privilege. And, you know, so you don't earn your food and you don't punish yourself with a longer fast, right? With a longer fast or anything. So those have always been two separate entities. That's, I think that's the healthy way of looking at it. We fast because it feels good. You know, when I go on a vacation and I, I overeat on the vacation, I come home and it feels good to fast a little longer. But I'm not doing it in a punitive mindset of, oh my gosh, I was so bad. I've got to fast now. It's the opposite. It's like, oh, I sure enjoyed that vacation. Now it feels really good to fast. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I love that. So how much weight have you lost with intermittent fasting? Okay. So yeah, about that. <laughs> so I did, <laughs> I I don't know what's going on with, I mean, everyone that I've discussed my current situation with has, has really just said, throw the scale in the garbage, which I cannot do. Like I can't throw anything away. Like I either have to repurpose it or sell it. Oh, I get it. You can't throw it away. No. And it, it, like every time I hear you say, every time you say, throw that scale in the trash, I'm like, Jen, no, like garbage. (laughs) Well, mine was a smart scale. I had to (laughs) throw it away because it's still like synced with my app. Like when someone would come to my house and get on it, I would know how much they weighed. So I'm like, oh, look. You know, the lady who just cleaned my house weighs this much because she's at my house and now the scale is registering. So I was like, I could just imagine if I donated it and then people, I'm like, look, I know how much this person weighs. <laughs> I probably could have just disabled it, but I was like, no, I threw it, threw it away. So you're not ready to throw your scale away. No, I I'm not. I like the, I like data. I'm a nerd. I like data. I like stuff like that. I, I have detached the value, you know, or like the emotional component of that. But my lowest that I did go to was 127. Okay. So about a 20 pound loss. However, from there I changed really nothing. Like my windows, my food and nothing nothing's really changed. But I'm currently fluctuating between 132 and 135. However, disclaimer, nothing physically has changed. Like my body composition, my clothing size, nothing. So, I mean, I've talked to everyone that, you know, like I know that I trust and respect Kim Smith, Bet, Lucas, Charlie Rankin, like all these people, you know, like that have been on your podcast or that live this, like, and that know this lifestyle. And they're all like, don't worry, it's probably muscle. And it is. Even my own doctor said it's just muscle. And next, in the next few weeks, I am going to go do one of those scans. I had one done about a year ago. And at that point, I was like super pleased with the data. So 
I'm going to go do another scan. And I do have a smart scale. The only thing that bothers me about the smart scale is that it does show your BMI. So being short, whenever my weight goes up, my BMI goes up. Right. Yeah. So that's the only part that, you know, kind of. I know it's weird. it doesn't feel good to have the number go up, but you're still wearing the size two pants, which is, I think, important. And, yet, you know, we've all seen those images of they'll have like a pound of fat next to a pound of muscle. And with the working out that you're doing and the fact that your size is still the same, but I get it. That was when I threw my scale out when I was mad at what the number said. And I'm like, I'm wearing jeans that are size, you know, zero here. And I'm mad about the, what the number is like, forget it. You know, it made me want to diet. Like I wanted to diet and I'm like, what if I want to be a double zero? No. So that is important to keep in mind. The scale is just a measure of everything put together. And, you know, it does go back to that whole, like, having some sort of, like, way to validate what you're doing. You know, like I was talking about before with, you know, having a paycheck or having, you know, a ability to achieve a certain rank or whatever. But, no, I mean, it does validate what you're doing. However, it can, you know, negatively impact that as well. So you just have to have a have the ability to... You have to disconnect from that disconnect data. From and, and, yeah. not, and, yeah. it, and, you know, and that's where community comes in to play as well. Like having people say, no, the same thing happened to me, or I wouldn't worry about it, or, you know, and then also having people that will be honest with you and say, well, have you, are you be really being honest here? You know, not just the people that, you know, cheer you on. You need to have the people that can also. Like, have you really gained weight? You know, have you gained fat? That, you know, people who are saying, what did you change? Right. Yeah, that, that I understand all of that. That makes, that makes perfect sense. You don't want to lie to yourself and say, oh, it must be muscle. Yeah. If it isn't. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And I, you know, like, so seeing myself at my gym, you know, seeing myself get stronger, using heavier weights, things like that. I'm like, okay, I can really you know that meme that says, I'll be okay. I just got to be dramatic at first. That's me. Like I will, you know, after I kind of freak out, I'll be fine. Just, just let Trust me freak out. Trust those honesty pants. Yeah. Trust the honesty pants. Like what, what was your largest size of clothing? Um, I would probably say like a 12. I mean that, but, but then again, that was postpartum. And in that period of, you know, you don't want to wear maternity clothes, but you so you buy regular clothes that aren't you know your normal size so in that year or so of grace between letting my body just heal and be I love that but that so much though just because we see a lot of people who will will join the Facebook group postpartum and they're like how fast can I lose the weight I just had a baby and we're like no be kind to yourself and especially not if you're breastfeeding we don't recommend intermittent fasting at all you know you've got to let your your body have time to it just grew a human, like I said. So, <laughs> have you had any other positive health changes? I know we talked about the the mental and emotional side of it. So, the beginning of 2018, I was diagnosed with a really severe case of anemia. You know, I hadn't started intermittent fasting until June or, or July of that same year. So, I about six months of just trying to, you know, focus on building up my iron reserves and things like that. And then a year after that, um, when I went to see my doctor for a year, there was a huge improvement from my levels from before. So I don't, I don't know because it's not like I started intermittent fasting for that specific thing. But I think just as your 
gut heals, you're able to absorb nutrients better. Yep. I think that's huge. You're right. I think that would probably, I mean, I didn't necessarily correlate or, you know, cause and effect on that one, but that's kind of, aside from my other health issue, the celiac, I don't, I didn't really have anything, but you know, I have less fatigue in general, you know, just I have way more energy. I have way more mental clarity. I have more. That's some of the best parts, right? The mental clarity and the energy. Yeah. So I sleep better. I don't necessarily, there was a period where I was sleeping less. I just, I could not for whatever, you know, that period where you. Yes. Yeah. So I was having that, but still even only having five hours of sleep, I still felt fine. Right. You know, now my sleeping is normal. Yeah. You know, I, I go to bed about 10 and, you know, wake up anywhere from 5.30 to 6. And I feel very well rested. I don't feel energy slumps during the day or, you know, anything like that. So yeah, that's huge because we, we are resting well. So we feel good. Even if it's less sleep, that's still good, good quality sleep. So we are coming up at the end of our time together. So what would you tell someone just starting off with intermittent fasting or what do you wish you knew when you first started? So my highlights that I would really just, for me, what I've learned the most, and I'll be fast because I know we're wanting to wrap it up here, is to love my body as it is today and love the process of healing and nurturing it. Practice good health habits along with self-care. Honor my body as a temple, but balance this with not making my body my idol. Celebrate what my body can physically do and use my physical capabilities to push past my mental barriers. Accept foods for the nourishing qualities it provides, not just for its macro or caloric content. Value each meal for what it is and the purpose it served in that moment. Dismiss the notion that there are bad foods or cheat meals. Nothing about fasting should feel like punishment, nor should food be the ultimate reward. Understand the difference between aligning your work and hustling. So aligning goes along with your purpose and hustling is used as a measure of worth. And that's just kind of a, that one took a lot of time for me to (laughs) hone in on. So if I can't get to it in the next 30 seconds, it's okay. And recognize your body's signals for need and its need for rest and restoration and find connection in community care, hold space for others and allow others to hold space for you. And the biggest thing that I want any everyone to hear is throw away the the idea of goal weight as the ultimate like finisher, but rather focus on the idea of goal health or a goal life that achieving your goals is a series of processes and manifesting your dreams is about the process, not the result. And it's the way you want to feel in your body and not what the number says on the scale or even the the number in your genes, the size, you know. Yeah, that's you. That was a lot of good stuff. I, I wrote one of them down. Your body is a temple, not an idol. I really love that because I think that that, you know, you're loving your body. We're treating it well with the fasting, but we're not saying, oh, I must have this flat belly and these smooth thighs. Yes. Yeah. In order to, yeah, just, it, it is, you know, it served you. It It's going to be 
the body you have for the rest of your life. You know, I remember something that you said in a comment. I don't even remember the post, but you said something like, you cannot know what your body is doing at every exact moment. So just let go of that control of knowing what that last pound, you know, wh- how, why you gained that pound or why, you know, this particular fast is harder for you than others in the past. Like the only thing we can control is our clean fast. It's like the people who want to know what's happening. Like, am I in ketosis right now? And, and how much ketosis and how can I tell? And I'm like, stop, just stop. <laughs> no, it doesn't matter because you can't, you don't, you don't want to get into that micromanaging and trying to, you know, that's what we're trying to get away from. Yeah. Well, I have so enjoyed talking to you today and, and so much wisdom came through and thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Do you have an intermittent fasting story to tell? Email me at jen at intermittentfastingstories.com and I'll add you to the lineup. That's G-I-N at intermittentfastingstories.com. The world wants to hear your story. That's it for today. Remember, I may have a doctorate, but I'm not a medical doctor. So don't use anything you hear on this podcast as a substitute for medical advice. Please always check with your doctor or healthcare provider if you have medical questions. I'll talk to you next week, Fasting Family, where we will hear another inspiring story. Have a great week and fast on. Intermittent Fasting Stories is edited, mixed, and mastered by Resonate Recordings. To learn more, visit them at ResonateRecordings.com or email them at hello at ResonateRecordings.com. Intermittent Fasting Stories listeners will receive a free offer if you mention that you heard it on the podcast.